Hi folks, and welcome to D&D Major. Hi folks, welcome back to D&D Major. I'm Gina, and I'll be your DM today, and I am joined by... Hey guys, I'm Allison. I'm playing Farlina, the tiefling sorcerer. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Valen, the high elf rogue. I'm Gus, and I'm playing Tybalt, a human druid. This is Victor. I'll be playing Tamir, the half-elf cleric. All right. When last we left off, you all had recently vanquished a strange series of creatures, all contained within a enclosure within the giant dome you're currently exploring. Uh, The enclosure had been netted and contained what looked like dozens and dozens of birds, be it water birds or songbirds or anything in between. But as you walked by, you were attacked by a strange, goopy creature, um, almost like a dog-like creature, and also an amalgamation of many of these bird-like structures, which turned out to be dolls um, or mannequins that were within this enclosure. After fighting off the amalgamation bird, as well as the goop dog, uh, you are now pressing your way through a somewhat blocked path pushing away branches and leaves as you make your way deeper into the dome. You push on, pushing aside these branches. There's poor, like, areas where the trees kind of thin. They don't seem as regular. And you also notice that the types of trees are shifting. Where they had been these tall marsh trees that were sort of stripped down towards their bases and only really had big foliage towards the top, uh, you see it sort of transitioning more into like hardwoods um, with smaller leaves uh, that, that descend down into the sort of the ground below you. After a while, the elevated path begins to sort of veer down back towards the ground and you grip onto the, the rope railing that sort of is suspended here and you walk down and find yourselves with your feet back on solid ground. Again, the flats, uh, or the slats of wood sort of sink into the mud as you walk, but even here you see the ground transitioning from the, the marshy mud behind you to harder, almost clay-like uh, material. Eventually the slats stop and you find in front of you a clay, dusty path. And in front of you, you can see Just a little ways ahead, the tree line break as you see sort of that bright purple light spilling in uh, from before you. You walk towards this break in the trees and find yourself at the very top of a large, I'm going to say clearing is the best way I can put it. It actually almost resembles an amphitheater as you look down. There is a, in a ring around this sunken area, a path that you can see veers off to your left. And as you sort of poke your head out of the the trees and over in that direction, you can see that a path exits from another path of like group of trees on the the far other side. And you sort of begin to put together that that might have been the exit um, had you taken the uh, leftmost path when you first entered this area. Before you, in stairs descending down and down and down, is basically a large ringed staircase. It looks like an amphitheater because it goes down that far, but there's not really seats. It's just stairs and stairs and stairs. Kind of tall stairs. It makes it a little bit awkward if you wanted to walk down them. But at the bottom, you see a circular flat clearing. It's hard to tell exactly how big it is from here. You'd need to to walk towards it. And on the far side of this clearing, 
is a tree. It's a massive tree, an elevated tree, actually. It has its roots wrapped in the air around what almost looks like an archway. There's something a little strange about the archway. You can tell from here, there's like the, the space underneath this archway looks a little odd. You need to get closer to investigate. But the archway is defined by these wrapping massive roots that reach the ground and then splay out across the, the, the circular sort of flat area at the bottom of this amphitheater. Above you, the tree climbs and climbs and branches out, but this area is bright because the tree does not appear to have any leaves upon it. It's just sort of the, the structure of this old, big tree. Uh, you can imagine that this space used to be defined by the sort of the, the top uh, canopy of this tree sort of making this space stand alone, but as it is, it feels a bit empty and large and looming. Do the other trees around have leaves on them? Um, so the trees that you're exiting definitely do. And you can see to the left and right beyond the tree, like basically if uh, you were to take a, a left away from the archway or a right away from the archway, to those sides you can see trees in the distance. The uh, vegetation there looks markedly different than what you just walked through, but you do see that there there's definitely life growing around this tree. So... Mm -hmm. These stairs sort of designate a semicircle around the platform, mm -hmm. and, the, mm -hmm. and then the tree is right behind the platform? Yeah. Okay. So the, the, Although its roots are kind of like tearing across the platform. They're all part platform. of it, but everything faces the tree. Yeah. You guys want to go down there? Try some blood? I don't see... Wait, what? Blood works. Oh, that's true. You did say that. I, I mean, I don't see you. Why not? I mean, I want to get out of this bubble, so... Yes, let's continue. I'll actually, I still had a produce flame up, so I'm going to snuff it out. Okay. Uh, how dark is it? Is it still, is it still dim light? Um, it's a little bit brighter here oh, because okay. the cool. green sunlight is clear. Sweet. Mm. So yeah. You're yeah. In uh, I'll head down to the stage. All right. There. You slowly begin to make your way down uh, the stairs towards the, the stage. As you look, uh, sort of glance behind you, you can see the, the trees that you just exited. And you also can, you know, across the way towards what looks like the, the other exit, you can see that the, the vegetation there is also very different from what you just saw. It almost has like a, a fungal look to it. There's this, like, some of the trees there look more like large mushrooms than they mm -hmm. do like, you know, standard pines or anything like that. <laughs> um, and you descend to, down and down and down uh, until you reach the flat stage at the bottom of this amphitheater. And before you rises this massive, massive tree. Can I see the top of the dome? Like yes, the, the, you can see the top of the dome from here. Okay. Again, it looks like maybe the the tree was supposed to block it out and sort of create the illusion that you're not in a mm -hmm. big bubble, but yeah, that's not happening anymore. Well, I think yeah, Tybalt's gonna go and investigate the tree, see if there's any scratching, see if there's anything in the roots around it. Okay. Just a general. I want to see if it's alive. All right. How about um, Tibble make a perception check with advantage since you're both looking at Focus this around. Um, that is a um, 16 and a uh, 20. All right. So. Yeah, absolutely. You walk up to the elevated roots of this tree staring at the, the archway above you. Um, and a couple of things are immediately clear. First of all, the tree, while, you know, natural and in like... It looks like it was an actual tree um, at some point. 
a lot of the base of it is carved into uh -huh. different symbols or even iconography. And the first thing you see is that the archway um, and the roots that wrap around it actually form a, a sort of what looks like a creature. And the longer you look at it, the more you realize that one of the wrapping roots on one on the right side that then goes over the arch and wraps down to the base on the left side has been carved to resemble a snake. Its head sort of rested on the ground looking up at you as its body twines around the roots and forms the body of this arch. The next thing you notice is that upon this snake are dozens and dozens of lightly etched like glyphs of some sort. It's hard to tell really what those are. You'd have to like examine them individually and try to look at that. But all along its back, all along its scales are different markings that look like some sort of either writing or magical incantation. The final thing you notice is that between this, like across the front of this arch, from the, the arch down to the ground forming a basically a shield is the same sort of barrier that forms the bubble around the this whole enclosure. It sort of it's lightly glowing and lightly like you can definitely tell as you get closer uh, what it is. Does it look like anything Farlina has seen before? I mean it it looks like the, the it bubble looks like the bubble that you're okay. inside of right now. Yeah. So yes. Okay. I think this is our way out. I think this is a doorway. But so the back of the arch, like we can see through this. Yeah. It just, it goes to presumably the other side <laughs> of uh, where no. this tree is. Uh, so it's uh, beyond this arch is actually what looks like a stairway leading down. Mm. You like through the arch or like, like you were to walk if we around, around it? No. Oh, if you were to walk around, uh, it's sort of like a, like behind the tree is a, um, is like a structure. On either okay. sides, it do, it's not like a building, which is how it's kind of difficult to, to see exactly what's going on. And this tree is very large, mm -hmm. and it seems like it's ingrained into the structure. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like a, an enclosed area around It's almost like tree. a hobbit hole leading into the yeah, rest of the tree. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, hmm. Blood? You're so fixated with blood. <laughs> I mean, by all means, go ahead and spill your blood upon this tree and see what happens. I mean, oh, I this, this seems like a relatively good place to try. I was going to do it on the platform like we tried before. Okay, if you would like to do that. Farlina, what what'd you do before? I mean, whatever you did worked before, right? No, I think I just cast into the... Like, I didn't use my blood. I just put my hand down and cast a spell. And yeah, that right, worked right. for you me. Offered, I think you offered energy to them or offered some kind of... They asked Exchange? me. They asked me what I wanted, and I told them, and I, and that is, then they opened the door for me. So, I do not know. I, everything is different. Magic is unusual, and you can you can channel it and have it do things in different ways. I so. am going to channel it. I'm going to channel divinity mm. for read thoughts mm. on Farlina. <laughs> so you have to make a wisdom save, please. <laughs> I mean, okay. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. a zero <laughs> <laughs> so you don't make that <laughs> no i don't she's she's an open book in general i would say <laughs> i i can read your surface thoughts for one minute and cast suggestion for free if i choose to okay 
do I tell do I say right now what my surface thoughts are? I think you do. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of here. I want to get out of this bubble. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't want to be contained in here right now. Uh, I waited until you were talking about your last experience. Uh, her thoughts are surprisingly panicked for being like fa- fairly composed on the outside. So I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that you would glean from her surface thoughts is like, I, I can't be contained. I can't be in here. I can't be in here. And the next thing you would probably get is her trying to remember what she did last time. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, I actually kind of like which, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just yeah. Yeah. like, oh, what'd you do? And she's like, she's like oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. She's just freaked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, just like, uh, I cast a spell and put a spell onto the onto the tablet. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I did. And they asked me what I wanted. Oh, yeah, that is what I want. Golden Flame is what I want. And that is what I was thinking about. So mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking about putting blood on this fucking thing. <laughs> the, but yeah, the biggest thing is okay. uh, I need to leave. All, so. right. All right. In that case, um, having read Farlina's thoughts, Tamir, do you have any reaction to them? I, I see. I still don't know if I have my dagger. <laughs> you have access to plenty of daggers. If that's Does somebody something. have a dagger? <laughs> This Valen is an audio. Will... This is an audio format. <laughs> Valen is going to hand his dagger. <laughs> I'm gonna. Where's good? <laughs> I'll do sort of the wrist, okay. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll squeeze a few drops onto the stage, okay. just to see. Uh, with a okay. sort of a hiss, uh, Tamir carves into the the side oh, of like his wrist. <laughs> yeah, and blood begins to drip down his forearm and then onto the the ground. Uh, it sort of platter, spatters with like like a plat noise, but there's no reaction. Damn. See, that's why it's only eighty <laughs> percent. So at least he's there twenty percent. This is that twenty percent. Uh, will and I. I tur- mean, maybe not the floor there. Any glyphs, maybe. Well, glyphs are scary. Do you sometimes. think blood is the right, you know, I don't know, conductor in this sense? Do we need something else? I turn to like a lot of old. Magical people were obsessed with blood. But this They're like, oh, it's going to weaken my opponent or something. This doesn't just look like a it. very bloody area, though. So This definitely looks like a place where rituals happened. I don't know how many places you've been, <laughs> but this is a ritual place right here. Lots of rituals include blood. What about the glyphs? Do you guys recognize any of those? I don't want to touch them. <laughs> I'm going to go over the glyphs. Okay. Yeah. Do they look any, like anything I've seen before? Or... Like a language I know, or roll an arcana check. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. Okay. What you can tell is that first of all, they don't appear to be a language, and what's especially odd is there's there's a way that magic is written. There's a certain amount of logic to the progression of magical glyphs and elements that sort of chains together in order to form almost a narrative around which the power clings. And in this case, looking at the, the glyphs drawn all along the back of the snake, they're not in order. They just don't feel correct. In fact, some of them seem superfluous. And it's like, without knowing what this spell is supposed to do, knowing which ones are like meant to be there and which ones aren't would be difficult. But it does seem like you're able to recognize that, that there seems to be more written here than could be used to cast a spell. It's so it's like kind of overwritten. It's overwritten. Yeah. 
ornamental even. Yeah, these these glyphs, there's there's essentially too many of them. You don't need all of this. This is sort of extra. I don't know what they were intending whenever they wrote all of these. So they're decorative? Possibly, or symbolic or something. I, I do not know, but they're not... Only some of them are needed for a spell. The rest of them are sort of, I don't know, kind of useless. Maybe that's uh, that's it. They, they don't want just any any random person using the glyphs, so you have to know which ones to use. Does that make sense? I don't, maybe there, maybe there's some kind of misdirection. I suppose so. I it doesn't Good look point. like it. But... Can I go poke? Make sure the barrier is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you reach your hand out, and after a moment, you touch a surface, right. um, and the barrier sparks to life the same way that you you saw before. It doesn't hurt or anything. It just it's definitely a physical presence there. Worth a shot. Is it the doorway out of the bubble, or is it the doorway? No, the bubble continues overhead. You're almost, okay. you're a little past the middle point of the bubble, um, with more lying behind you than ahead of you. So it's really like an archway, like, within it. Okay. Exactly. Down. Down. Um, well, it doesn't look like we have any other option here. Like, this seems to be the way out. I mean, we could continue. Sure. You gonna start cutting yourself and dripping blood all the way as we go as well? The important spots. Okay. <laughs> I have plenty of blood. That's fair. I have plenty of fire. Do you want to we... burn it? This tree? This dry, you... this dry dead tree? No, I have no reason to burn it. I don't think. It's a joke. <laughs> is, that, is, there any place, is there any place we would start with the glyphs? Any like obvious place to begin you could rub someone's blood on it <laughs> yeah go t- uh, on the snake head yeah, just go. the carved snake head covers yeah. in glyphs have you ever been in a temple or a ruin before <laughs> obviously not <laughs> i i have seen my fair share of things about about the world so you know do not assume but you don't need to go spilling your blood everywhere it's not necessary it's not sanitary well, that's true. My blood is sterile. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> a holy man. <laughs> um, what's the going to do while we're fighting? They're disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, is there any path beyond here around the structure? Or is this the end of the line as far as path? It seems like... So far as you can tell, it looks like there may have once been uh, clear paths to the left and the right. It seems like those, uh, similar to the, the space behind you, had like stone paths or even more of like, you can see some of the, the wooden slats on one of the sides, but it seems kind of overgrown in those directions. You could try to explore, but there's not a, a clear way forward in that case. You'd need mm. to, to yeah, come up with some. Swacking. Yeah. Uh, I turned to Valen. Uh, maybe maybe Jonathan might have a bit of insight on these glyphs, being from his uh, from his occult sources of knowledge. <laughs> it's worth a shot, but how can we? We would have to describe them to the him over the the channel, like over the. I mean, describe the situ- general situation and see how he responds. You know. I mean, it's a long it's a long shot, of course, and you know. Putting our putting our putting our trust in that man. Yeah, but we, can't think of too many options. We tried the blood. 
Fire probably wouldn't work either. So, the other uh, option is we just walk right through the doorway. It is it's just solid. Open. It's yeah. There's a barrier there, it's right? A barrier. Oh, okay. I checked. Oh, well <laughs> um, then. <laughs> can I, keeping my blood arm away, can I uh, see if I can glean anything further from these glyphs? I haven't really taken a look sure. yet. Sure. Make an investigation check. But not Arcana. It's higher. No. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could. Nineteen. Okay. You walk up to the, the glyphs, sort of keeping your, your bloodied arm behind you, and stare intently at some of them. And after sort of judging that there doesn't seem to be any, like, active magic, like, burning from them, you sort of run your fingers along a few of them. Uh, and after a, a moment of sort of doing that, one of the glyphs you touch glows to life. And Which one it. was it? Uh, it's uh, probably about halfway up the left side of the, the snake. So it's like probably a, a few feet along its back. Okay. And uh, after that, you touch the next glyph and the one that was bright falls back into darkness. Uh, long password, guys. How many glyphs are on the snake, approximately? Uh, dozens. Uh. <laughs> we have to all touch them? No, they have to be the right order. Again, old magic people were real obsessed with these stupid puzzles. Yes, yes, I know. I'm familiar. <laughs> so perhaps what we could do is go back in the circle, back the other path the way we came, see if there's anything along that path that can provide us with any further clues on how to open this. I mean, there could be more that we have not seen yet, or there could be more, uh, you know, drippy, shadowy creature things. So. Shipwolf is going to actually try putting his gloves on and then touching the same glyph. Okay. Uh, you pull on the thick leather gloves mm-hmm. that you found in the, the first area, and the glyph actually does not come to life through the, the gloves. Uh, it requires pulls, blood. Pulls one off and touches it. This time it does. <laughs> I mean, you, you can do that if you want. It seems a little... Uh... Pseudo blood. Tibble inspects his finger and doesn't see any, any scars. A little bit. Go rub your bloody arm all over the glyphs and I, see what happens. No, I don't want to do that. Do I want to do that? I, I think Farlina oh. might have a point. I mean, it's a lot. Of, it's we're going all the way back, but possibly we'll find something. We still don't know what the hell was going on with the, we also the did puppets. Leak. We did leave people back there. Oh, yes, that's right. And I, like, pull out <laughs> uh, the spool thing. Uh, apparently those uh, fake creature things were being controlled by this, including the the bird creature. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'll, I'll take some time with it and I'll figure it out. Incredible feat of engineering. It truly is. I agree. Any any word from Jonathan? Has he been... Uh... Uh, you have not away? received uh, any message over the communica- uh, communication device he T- gave you. Tibbles had a good point. We mm-hmm. could co- contact him and see if he has any input on what we are doing here. Mm-hmm. Or we could go back and physically speak to him. He's made it clear that this is all new. That is true. Mm-hmm. I want to eyeball the the top of the dome and see <laughs> if the creature guy is around anywhere. Okay. The uh, top of the dome um, here is near its tallest, which means it emerges from the very tall trees of the forest around you. So looking directly up, you don't see anything. But as you scan sort of the tree line, there's a moment where you catch two bright lights burning down and looking in. Mm -hmm. 
Can check out the snake head. Mm-hmm. Is there anything special about snake eyes or tongue? Uh, okay. Uh, make an investigation check. 23. Okay. You sort of kneel down and look at the, the large head of this uh, carved snake. And looking at the eyes, the eyes seem to be made of wood. It all seems to be made of the same wood that composes the rest of the tree with like wooden carved scales going up all along its back. But as you investigate its mouth, you see that its teeth and its tongue seem to be made of a different material. The teeth are white and look kind of like very, very large snake fangs. And its tongue seems to be made of some sort of woven material. Hmm. I'm going to pull its tongue. <laughs> okay. You pull its tongue. It's secured in the back. Come out. Nope. Any, any space for one of those spools? Any place you could put that into the snake? Put the spool into the snake? Comes alive, maybe. Do you want me to put the whole thing in, or do you want me to put just some of the thread in? This doesn't seem mechanical. It's part no, of the tree. This, I'm not, I mean... Pull it out and I put it in the snake's mouth. <laughs> okay. You sort of position it behind the, the the teeth of the snake's mouth, and it actually secures really solidly. Hmm. But it doesn't appear to do anything. Well, th- there you go. An offering. <laughs> ah, I take it back. Okay. <laughs> Pop it back out and carefully uh, maneuver it uh, so that it doesn't damage the teeth as it comes out. Okay. And I'll stick it back into my bag. Well, I mean, it fits, but I don't know if it, if it does anything in particular. Anything else in this room that is sort of, like, freestanding or, like, uh, I don't know. I just want to take some time to, like, look around this mm-hmm. this space mm-hmm. a little more, this amphitheater, and, like, around the edges of the snake, and, like, mm-hmm. if I see anything else other than, like, what you've already described. Okay. Like, just a general perception check, I guess. Okay. Three. <laughs> okay. I'm not a wise person, guys. <laughs> yeah. no, for the most part, you see what, what's already been described, that there are what look like a continuation of the areas that you already crossed through yeah. on the left and right of the tree, uh, but that they are um, more overgrown and less welcoming than the others. You see that the platform like before the tree is delicately and intricately carved. It's like, it looks like it was one sheet of stone that's had details garfed into it, and there's a tree. I and a actually snake. have a specific question to try mm-hmm. and ask. Um, Tybalt is going to look and see where there was like more foot traffic, like you know, in, yeah, where the yeah, grooves are in the yeah, where grooves are, like you know how people will like come across like corners and on quads, mm-hmm. like looking for things like that, sort of getting a sense of where people would come from to sit here. Absolutely. So what you can definitely see at first is that the 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 stairs in front. Mm-hmm. of the the two paths up above that that were behind you have grooves worn into them it looks okay. like while you know hypothetically you could walk down any port, portion of this people did seem to be crossing down the stairs and enough people to wear out mm-hmm. elements of it uh, similarly you can see that there's clear like wearing in the stone sort of platform below you but not towards the tree mm-hmm. over to the left and over to the right there's also a little bit of wearing at the base of the the stairs okay. where people might might stand or sit. Um, he's gonna follow the like the wearing to the left of the of the tree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you find yourself sort of looking up at what appears to be a kind of overgrown 
maybe like aspen forest, mm -hmm. something close to that, like tall uh, white barked trees okay. that are very, very close to one another. Mm -hmm. um, and is that one of the paths that went off and was like overforested? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Tybalt pauses there and then turns back and, I mean, it might be, it might be rough going, but I think this is where people would come from when they'd come here for whatever. Yeah. If we get a sense of where they lived, maybe we find out what they were doing here. But I think this is where they were going. Maybe more important. Fair enough, fair enough. This this whistle that I've got. <laughs> kind of whistle. Athletic whistle, dog whistle, slide it's whistle. Dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really want to call more dogs. <laughs> blow it. Should I try it? You're just going to blow the whistle here and see what happens? Yeah. I mean, by all means. That's puzzle bullshit. <laughs> yeah, sure. I... I uh, you can do that, and I'm gonna go over and like just start, like, wiping my hand across the list <laughs> and seeing which ones start lighting up. But you can deal with. Um, you do Tamir that. First. Only yeah. one lights up, and it's the one you've already found. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's useful. <laughs> <laughs> you blow on the whistle, and for a moment you feel a spell catch. Uh -oh. um, and then, it's interesting, it, you feel a spell catch almost like the magic has resolved itself, but then you feel it sort of divide into three potential magics. And before you can examine what those magics are, because you didn't know it was gonna do anything, the spell fades. What happened? Not sure. It does a thing though, yes? Something. Can you it's unclear. Can you determine what it is? I don't have the means to do so. Do we have 11 minutes? Well, we're... Unless we're going to figure out how to get through this doorway here, or go back the way we came, we're not going anywhere for now, it seems. Uh, Tybalt is going to sort of move his fingers a little bit and uh, cast Ruidcraft and just make sound like a crunching sound is coming from him. Coming from the forest, the Aspen Forest. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it can do that, right? Uh, like, it can't produce noise. You create an instantaneous, harmless sensory effect, such as falling leaves, a puff of wind, the sound of a small animal, or the faint odor of a skunk. The okay. effect must fit in a five-foot cube. <laughs> it's a chipmunk. Okay. So, you, yeah, you there's like a little less like wind coming from... Like a scurrying noise yeah. off from the Aspen Woods. <clears throat> what was that? I, I don't know. I don't Squirrels. know. Do you want to go investigate? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tibble will like make a show of like, you know, does your craft require yeah. a somatic component uh, or a verbal component? Were <laughs> <laughs> you visibly see. like waving whispering your to the spirits of nature? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be a one. <laughs> Druidcraft, uh, verbal semantic. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'd like. <laughs> we watched you cast Druidcraft. <laughs> <laughs> And where, then, and where then, you though? Where did you make make a perception check versus a stealth roll? I think yeah, is yeah, where yeah. we're going Passive right now. Passive is seventeen. Okay, well then make a. Active is no. <laughs> Active is twenty-one. Okay. No, so yeah. So you all see it. Oh, I don't say like, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quietly yeah. under his uh, under his breath. If they want to have a theater, they can go do that. <laughs> what 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 do you think this thing is? Uh, no, T Tamir, Tamir, you summoned it. Uh, I'm casting Identify <laughs> over the next 11 minutes. Okay. 
Artsimir, completely ignoring uh, Tibble, sits down on the ground in front of the tree, lays the whistle out, and begins arranging the, the spell around it in order to ritually cast Identify. What is everyone doing for 11 minutes? <laughs> or are you letting this happen? I'm, I'm creating a bonfire in the middle of the circle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the dead tree roots. It's in the middle of the, the concrete, not concrete, that, that's like covered stone in roots. circle. Is it covered in roots? The, the roots do sort of peel away from the archway and are, you know, creeping into the clearing. You probably could get far enough away in the, in the circular stage to avoid casting. I don't want to <laughs> cast it on the roots. I just want to like so, yeah, it, throw a bonfire. If you press down. up against the staircase, you'd be fine. Sure. I, I throw down a bonfire. Okay. It's in a five foot cube. So as long as there are no roots in that five foot cube, there it is. <laughs> you do so. <sighs> and um, I, and I pull out and actually while he's casting too, I'm going to pull out the spool while I'm sitting by the fire and I'm going to like take some time to inspect it and like just look at it more closely. Okay. Make an investigation check. Sure. Seven. Okay. As you're sort of moving the, the spool around, you realize that certain, it it feels like it, it moves in a strange way. Like there's like a clicking sound as you shift it from side to side, but you're not able to figure out why it's no. doing that. If, yeah, like sort of when the two of them start doing that, I'm going to go over to Valen and, you know, I guess, I guess we got to watch while they're uh, figuring things out. And I'll get, I'll get uh, that side, you get that side and yell if you see anything and Tibble posts up and... Sounds watches good. I think the the two more wooded entrances if you'll watch the two uh the two more open entrances yeah sure cool okay so Valen you sort of sit down on the, the staircase and look up back towards the um the wooded area that you recently left with the bird enclosure and over to your right uh which is the more like almost large fungus looking area how about both of you roll just perception checks uh, 21. Nine. Okay. As you are keeping uh, watch on your two exits and uh, your two sort of paths each on both sides, uh, neither of you see anything over the 11 minutes that it takes to finish casting Identify. All right. Finish my dance. <laughs> uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, can, you, can you explain your dance for listeners? Uh, it's mostly just a side-to-side little wobble. <laughs> for 11 minutes All right. <laughs> like the Bernie uh, <laughs> uh, you finish your wobble and the spell sort of snaps together and in that moment you can uh, very clearly see that this whistle actually is a uh, whistle of animal influence there's three different things that you can use it for and those three things are <laughs> This whistle has three charges, and it regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. When you're wearing this whistle around your neck and you blow it, you can expend one charge to cast either animal friendship, fear, or speak with animals. Ooh. Fear? Like the yep. level three spell? Uh, targeting only beasts that have an intelligence of three or lower. Okay. And both fear and animal friendship have a spell save DC of 13. Okay. You also gauge that you have expended one of the charges, although it did not actually... Didn't cast anything with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, what 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 is it? It's a dog whistle. Literally? I mean, we could hear it, so I guess my, my hearing's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I also just whistled while I played it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's good for training. All right. For training creatures? Mm-hmm. 
Hmm, interesting. Right. You want to spend 10 more minutes to figure out when this thing is? Uh, it's and, okay. the, and this knife. What, what are you holding up? Oh, it's a spool. <laughs> that is engineering. Non-magical. The knife, I'm not so sure about. How about these? I mean, let's... Let's not do this right here. <laughs> no, I still exposed. think we should probably either circle back or try to go through this doorway here. So, Do you have any other ideas on how to get through the doorway? I don't know. I mean, it looks like only one of the glyphs is even lighting up. I think only that one is the right one. If you want to go put some blood on that and see if that does anything. So to be clear, what was happening is you're oh, yeah. running your hands along the yeah. whole body of yeah. the snake. Yeah. And when you touched the one glyph, it blaze back to life but then if you touch anything around it i'll take two minutes to test that theory i'll touch that one and systematically go through them all see if i get a second one okay it takes you a while yeah, it takes you it like does. probably 20 I'll, minutes I'll to find them. i'll do it with it's them. not yeah, faster yeah, yeah we really? can't yeah, them. unfortunately okay. all right uh, but eventually you are able to find a second cliff that lights uh, up it's gonna take forever so we have to find the right order of glyphs you think of 25 different glyphs it's a lot of glyphs like i said some of them aren't don't look like they're necessary like i mean guys i guess that's the point we have to we have to touch them all in order to determine which ones are the proper ones it's just it, without knowing it'll take a long time i'm going to go back and see if i can find anything along the other route i mean we should all go okay we've been away feel free to come with probably me. an hour yeah at this point probably um, closer to an hour and 15, hour 30, just with how long you guys were, were sitting yeah. there. Yeah, for the... Um, plus the added time of, like, examining the snake. It feels like... I. It's hard to say, but it feels like we're missing a piece of information. Yeah, the password. Yeah. Well, yes, so... Maybe... These barriers are cheating. Normally it isn't so hard to get around something like this. Sometimes it's stone, the door is just, like, stone, or, like, I didn't there's no way around. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with the last one we went through. Sometimes you can so... just... Just take the crowbar and just crank it up. Well, great. It's a challenge for you. You're going you're gonna to get better at what you do now, right? I'll go up to the barrier thing and I'll, <laughs> I'll cast a produced flame and oh, see boy. if I can push that through it. Okay. As you sort of, as your hand approaches the, the barrier, the flames spread out in either direction as they hit what appears to be like a physical object. Okay. it's You can see right through it, but everything around you seems to react as if this is a, a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ugh. That is so frustrating. All right, let's, well, walk back in the circle and see if we find anything else, any more information. Don't see any reason not to. I mean, I'm more interested in what's in the woods over there, but that might be a bit of a bit too much for us right now. Do you mean the woods within yeah, here? Or yeah, he points the towards the aspen tree, yeah. I mean, that, through there, that's where they were coming from when they when they came here. We can go look there first before we go back the way, go back the other path. If you'd like. Yeah. I just have a question. When we got in the bubble, was that because of the brooch thing that I took from the last place? Yep. Yes. It was mine? Yep. Yes. All right. Last thing before we go. Okay. So I pull it up from my belt and just poke it at the barrier. It my being brooch. The, the brooch yes. that you got from the... Okay. You take out the, the brooch that had allowed you entrance into this sort of protected area to begin with. Um, and as it approaches the, the barrier, you can see the barrier kind of flicker and ripple almost as if it's sort of becoming aware of the brooch and actually the brooch as you look at it begins to glow very slightly almost as if it's being etched along each sort of line of metal but after the the glow 
sort of fully comes to fruition, it dies and the barrier stays. Mm, wrong key. Nobody else got one? Worth a shot? No, I did not take one from that room. Should have right. taken more. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Don't be greedy. I, I, I say we head back for right now. Okay. With, what, right. with what we've figured out. Do, do we want to explore this forested area that Tybalt has brought up, or do we want to circle back? Tybalt, you want to go? I mean, I'm, I'm game. Do you think there's anything useful out there? That's where they were coming from, so maybe maybe it's Ooh. an old house. Whoever they whoever built this place, whoever whoever walked in, walked here on the day to day. Just for brief clarification, there it it was paths coming down from where you've already been on oh, both sides, yeah. and then going off to the the left and right. right Basically, right, right. there's not much foot traffic in this central area. Okay, you can yeah. see the edges. Oh, of the circle okay. Oh, I thought it was paths. a. I thought yeah. it was a. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind then. Mm, yeah, <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. Told you, suddenly, suddenly less interested. <laughs> so weird. I, I had a weird feeling burp that... in space time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then I think we... I think we circle back. Maybe uh, see if Jonathan has any. Uh, Jonathan or Bass have any thoughts on this? See if they're still alive. We did give Lady Opry the knife, so. Do we want to alert Jonathan to let him know that we are circling back and we might be seeing him within the next half hour? Presumably just so they don't get spooked when we come uh, bursting out of the undergrowth. That's a good point. Just let him know. All right. Valen's going to take out the... Is it it a stone? The communication device? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You take it out and you can see sort of a a light pop on as you are holding it. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Uh, Jonathan, come in. Do you hear this? There's a beat. Yes, hello. Maybe say more words next time. It's There's not all that many uses that you can get in one day. 10-4. Mm. <laughs> Copy that. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> and the spell closed. <laughs> Magical. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the orange light blinks out yeah no <laughs> well <laughs> let's walk back stupid thing valen's gonna put it back in his bag very frustrated i mean can't can't trust that man clearly not <laughs> all right you <laughs> <laughs> You return the, the device to your bag. And are you making your way back up to the, basically the other wing? Yep, um, we'll up the right side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you climb the stairs and climb and climb. And at the top of it, you see before you uh, the entrance into this sort of like fungal forest before you. Uh, the first thing you notice is that, as described before, there's this unnatural darkness in that wing it's it's very very hard to see and as you walk towards and look around you see suspended over the pathway here and frankly the thing that's allowing the pathway to not become overgrown is a series of metal arches and attached to those arches are these teeny tiny little orbs best way i can describe them is it looks like fairy lights that are strung all the way along this like this arched path But the fairy lights, instead of putting out light, are exuding 
darkness. They're keeping it very dim and very sort of cold within this arched area. Torture? No, guys. Oh, I would always like I'm to okay. have some fire up, but... I'm okay with that, but can you see anything, Tibble? I, I can make do. If we want to be if we want to be stealthy, I can deal. But, I, I mean, for, for Elena, likes her fire, so... I just don't know if it's uh, it unwise. Well, I can see just fine here. I just... And I'm kind of, like, snapping my fingers a little bit. Like, a little, a little thaumaturgy, like, kind of throwing off sparks. I've kind of been doing that a little bit here and there, kind of constantly. Um, I mean, yeah, get a torch. We, we fought things in here. We can take them again. Wait, what do you mean? You mean we we light, we have fire? Well, we go yeah, light a fire, light a fire. We'll get a torch. <sighs> Produce flame. <laughs> okay. All right. Ever-burning torches out. All right, so with two light sources in hand, uh, you begin to press into the darkness before you. The darkness does seem to be magical of some sort, and it presses against the light produced by your uh, torch and mm-hmm. by your, your hand. But the light still exists, and you're able to guide with dim light as you press further and further into this area. What you notice first and foremost is that it's very damp over here. The stones at your feet and the sort of the clay dirt that existed towards the amphitheater sort of transforms as you walk farther in into what almost feels like a very, very shallow creek bed. Uh, The stones become very small and gravelly and there's this light bit of water that's just sort of sitting at your feet. It's not even deep enough to to climb above like the soles of your boots, um, but you can kind of hear it babbling in this whole area as you walk through. Next thing you notice as you press in further and further is that the the trees here become more and more fungal as you walk forward. Uh, The giant gills of these strange, almost tree-like mushrooms cover the, the arches above your head and at your feet are tiny like shoots of dozens of clustered like little white mushrooms that crowd along the edges of this path. As you work, walk further in, you probably get about three minutes in when the light of your torches catches on something that's sort of crowding against the edge of one of the, the paths and suddenly an ear-piercing wail fills this entire area. You can see like to where the the light is touching, there's a series of small mushroom caps that are vibrating extremely quickly as the light sort of pours over them. And it's just, the sound it is producing causes an immediate headache to kind of tear through all of your I'm gonna like snuff my flame out. out. (laughs) Okay, the screaming does not Mm -hmm. uh, abate as you can hear the the mushrooms that you hit that started to sort of send out their cry are triggering more and more and more down the path Mm -hmm. as this um, sound almost like echoes down this entire pathway. I'm gonna try and clamp my hands over my ears just to like, Tibble, like. Tibble's gonna fumble in his out. bag and find a vial filled with a bunch of dried orange shavings. Okay. And eat one and cast dark vision. Okay. Uh, you do so as the the torches go out and this this like screaming rises higher and higher. You are suddenly able to see in this area, frankly, better than you were with the the torches um, mm-hmm. as your your dark vision kind of settles into place. 
all of you are able to see around you. You're able to see this, like the the waves of growing uh, mushrooms that rise on either side, and the huge mushroom-like trees that crown this area. And now that the lights are out and your eyes are slowly adjusting to the the sudden darkness, you can see that on either side of these sort of wailing mushrooms, things are starting to stir. Mm. There's this this creeping, bubbling movement on either side, rising not only in the, the ground on either side, but also up the trunks of some of these mushroom trees. Ooh. Um, so the path... The other direction. How long was that section up above? It's probably about area? eleven to twelve minutes. So we're we're part way into yeah. this side. We, exactly. would, we would guess. I think Tybalt is going to cast another spell. Cause I say we just go. Just, just run. Go. Uh, yeah, I think just go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start like still cupping my ears, kind of start running through. Okay. Yeah. As you begin to to walk your way through, um, sort of your ears covered, uh, looking from side to side at the the bubbling, roiling, strange, frothy growth that's uh, emerging on either side, suddenly, about four or five feet in front of you, a stone comes slamming into the pathway from off to the the right. It hits hard and almost tears at some of this like creek below leaving a big gulf where where it hit as it rolls over to the side and crushes some of the the screaming uh mushrooms <laughs> you look over to your right and you see something very tall moving and staring down at you with like flat like almost dead eyes is one of the mushroom trees it's just <laughs> staring towering you know tens and tens of feet above your head and it's kind of leaned slightly to the side as it stares down one mushroomy growth like protrusion that looks almost like an arm uh, extended where it threw a giant rock at you and we are going to need to roll initiative uh, oh! <clears throat> she just gone back the other way <laughs> yeah oh god damn it <laughs> the initiative has been shit Okay, so 20 to 25? Yes, Fallon? Oh, no. Sorry. 19. <laughs> uh, 15 to 20? 19. 18. Okay. 15. Uh, 15? 10 to 15? 5 to 10? Yeah. 0 to 5? <laughs> 4. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh boy. I rolled total shit. I rolled a 2. <laughs> Incredible. That's what we got. Okay. In that case... As you all sort of stagger back away from the rolling stone and the crushed mushrooms, and you gaze up at this looming mushroom monster off to your right, Valen, you quickly sort of regain your composure, and you are up first. So is it, like, if I was going to swipe at it, I could get to it, or is it... Uh, it's probably about uh, 15 feet off to the, the right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you could get up to it if you wanted to. Okay. I'm going to run up and use my rapier. On... Actually, I'm going to use the... No, I'm going to use the rapier. Okay. <laughs> um, as you run off the path and over to the right, passing by some of the, the roiling fungus that you can see moving on either side, one of them gets an attack of opportunity because you oh. run right through it. Um, so Shoot. we're going to go ahead and do that. 
Mistakes were made. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Um, but it misses. So what happens <laughs> is as you're sort of putting your foot down, you see suddenly the, the strange sort of bubbling fungus grows with incredible rapidness. It's like if you see one of those time-lapse um, videos <laughs> of growing mushrooms, but, but right in front of you right now, it spears up next to you and you're able to kind of keep running and dodging around it until you're right up against the, the giant mushroom tree uh, before you. Roll a perception check. Mm, not bad. 20. Okay. Looking up at the, the tree in front of you, you notice a couple things. First of all, that the tree does appear to have some sort of, not humanoid, but it's got limbs. It has sort of the, oh gosh, I should have looked up what the bottom of a mushroom is called. The weird, like, <laughs> the, the growth stalk? that latches onto the base of the stalk. Yeah. But it has those that sort of seem to, like, be leaching out and latching onto pieces of the ground, which allows it to move a little bit. You also see the protrusion near, like, on the underside of the, the mushroom's gills that uh, it used to throw the rock. But what you also notice is that woven into every, like the whole stalk of the mushroom up over the gills and onto the cap is like a strange pattern. It looks like it's almost like, like when you see a tree that's grown around a bicycle or a fence, it's like something was there and it's slowly grown sort of around that piece. Even the two eyes that you were able to see from afar, the reason they seemed blank and emotionless is because they're not actually eyes. There's this almost like a cozy that's been wrapped around the stalk <laughs> and it has the pattern of eyes. Hmm. But much of the cozy has been consumed by the mushroom's flesh that's growing up around it in a weird like ribbed pattern. Okay. Fucking weird. Gonna Very make an attack? Yeah. I think I'm going to. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, okay. Oh. 20. Okay, 20 hits. Nice, nice. Uh, six damage. Okay, um, you sort of cut into it, stabbing with your, your rapier, like, deep into the, the flesh of this mushroom. Doesn't seem to react all that much, it just sinks into a real big mushroom. <laughs> um, but you are able to, to sort of carve a chunk out of it before you withdraw your blade. Can, would I have any more movement? Could I, like, back away? You absolutely can, yeah. Yeah. As you um, sort of back up, are you disengaging? Are you just running back to the path? What, what you doing? I'm gonna run back to the path. Okay. As you do so, the extended arm of this mushroom <laughs> creature slams down, trying to either hit you or cut off your advance. Um, so it's going to make an attack roll, uh, an attack Missing of opportunity. It'll be fine. He disengages as a bonus action. That's definitely gonna hit. That's a 27 to hit. You absolutely can do that. But you didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so that's a 27. I fed you the you words. You prompted. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you prompted. Okay. So it, it slams this sort of um, limb down onto you um, as you try to run past it. Yeah. Can I uncanny dodge? Yeah. You yeah. can do that. The rogue makeup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it does. It would do 17 damage um, oh. as it sort of cuts into your back, pushing Ooh. you forward. Uh, you're able to kind of get out from under it and you scamper back onto the, the pathway um, as this thing sort of looms forward, staring at all of you. Um, all right, in that case, as you're sort of retreating, the mushroom tree begins to slowly move its way forward, crawling in 
you know, brushing aside some of the, the other trees and the, the frothing fungus before it as it moves. The fungus actually does uh, bubble up and explode towards the, the mushroom tree as it kind of passes through the same route uh, that you did. Oh, it would have, nope, it already took its reaction, never mind. In which case it already took its reaction and it's not going to hurt the mushroom tree. So it just keeps on passing through and it gets right up to the edge of the, the pathway before you and sort of leans to one side. It's blank woven eyes just staring at you with no expression before it slams its arm down towards you, Valen, again, because you just ran up to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, buddy. It's okay. And it's going to make two attacks. One definitely misses with a, um, oh no, it actually probably hits. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a 17. That hits. Yeah, okay. Oh. Dang. <laughs> one, one hits with a, a 17, um, and the other one is a 14. Misses. Okay, so one hits, and it does 19 damage. Mm. As it sort of hits the ground um, as you sort of step to the side of it before it almost backhands up um, as it's withdrawing its hand and knocks you to the side. Um, that is its turn. And uh, Tybalt, you're up. Tybalt is going to cast a spell. Um, similar to how he whispered to the spirits of the forest, but this time he also releases spores, and he's going to cast Speak with Plants. Okay. So every plant within a 30-foot radius of me. Does it work on mushrooms? Uh, I'm going to assume it does because you're a, a mushroom dude, but I just <laughs> wanted to, I, like... In the Monster Manual, mushrooms are classified as plant creatures. Okay, yes, then that's you. fine. <laughs> even plants, though, even yeah. though fungi and plants fungi are not are worry about it. Yep, yeah. that's fair. I... I I love this. I want this to happen. All right. Um, okay, so you cast Speak with Plants. Yeah, Speak with Plants, releasing his spores, and focusing on the giant mushroom, he tries to get the message across as quickly as possible. We mean you no harm. We mean you no harm. We're sorry for, we're sorry for intruding here. And stands there. Okay. Uh. The, the spores that are in the air sort of ring back in a way. It doesn't speak in mm-hmm. such a way. You don't, like, mushrooms don't necessarily have like a a verbal language when a very clear message rings back in your head not me Mm. there's no not really like panic to it yeah but there's a distinct sense of helplessness yeah to the the creature before you uh Quickly in the remainder of his, or I guess six seconds. That's <laughs> is is there is there time for like one last, and then we can we can wait until my next turn to get an answer. Uh yeah, you can you can present something. Yeah to yeah. The, the um, do you want us to free you? And then uh-huh. Tibble will run away. Okay, so you take off down. Uh, yeah. The, so put like a little bit of distance. You all were pretty crowded together. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think. I think you're probably going to be the one if you want to do this to trigger the uh, opportunity attack. Just because you all were pressed in. Oh close. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, that'll eat its reaction from yep. everyone else. So let's go ahead and do that. 12. Oh no, you're probably fine. That's a twelve. <laughs> it hits. It hits. Oh no. That's why he's not the one to no, do you're it. You're the wrong one. I'm the wrong one. I'm sorry. I'm next. I have um, eighteen. <laughs> you can see a strange stuttering to the thing's movement, mm-hmm. even as its its voice is still sort of ringing in the spores around you and in the, your head. Mm-hmm. There's this odd, like, like stuttering as it lifts its arm, but it does yeah. reach and claw down your back um, as you sort of um, run away, and it doesn't like 
like it doesn't have claws, but the yeah. force of it knocks you forward. All right, Tamir, you're up. Oh, does he oh, take damage? Does it, does it do anything? Oh yeah, you do take damage. <laughs> it was like, oh well, thank you. Sixteen. All right, but you're, gonna... but you're thirty feet down the path. Yep. Yeah, and you just okay. keep on running and yep. sprinting in that direction. Um, but not too far so that I can still hear it. But yeah, about thirty feet. Mm. Thirty feet down the path. Oi. I will cast a healing word at level two for Mr. Valen. Oh, thank you. Um, How kind. <laughs> so let's just let's get that out of the way first. It's only nine points of healing. That's what we got. That That's yeah. perfect. Thank you. And my healing word will be run. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take off after Tibble. Okay, you do so. Sprinting down the, the path. As you continue down, um, both of you, you can hear on either side of you the kind of shrieking mushrooms almost igniting as you, you keep running down the path. In that case, to your right, Tamir, because uh, it's now the this creature's turn, it was out of range but the frothing mass of mushrooms off to the right begins to sort of slosh onto the, the pathway. There's two that you left like near the, the creature you were fighting, but there's one that's farther down the, the path and you're pretty close to it. So it's going to try to lurch at you. It goes through that rapid growth and tries to reach out uh, and hit you, Tamir. All right. Four. Oh no, it's going to miss. Eight. Eight. <laughs> I bonk it with my hot torch. Yep, and it just kind of like sizzles and falls to the ground. Stop uh, it. Impotently. <laughs> Closer back towards where you are, Farlina, and where you are, Valen. Now these two clusters of strange overgrown mushrooms are going to lurch from either side of the pathway towards you. One towards you, Valen, and one towards you, Farlina. So the first one making attack on Farlina is going to hit this time. I'm going to shield it. Okay. Well, uh, you don't know how what it's gonna hit for. Well, I guess yet. I'll find out first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I that's a twenty. That. I'm gonna shield it. Okay, you do so, and the the sort of frothing mass of mushrooms splatter against the the magical shield and fall to the ground. Valen, yours is going to be a fourteen to hit. Nope. Which doesn't. So you sort of sidestep it as the the both clusters of mushrooms just kind of fall to the ground. Around you, the shrieking mushrooms continue to shriek. <laughs> Uh, and now it's your turn, Farlina. Uh, okay, so what did I just get attacked by? A, a, ground mushrooms. Yeah, the ground mushrooms. Basically, there's there's a bunch of, like, just overgrown nastiness that's on either side of you, and then one is down by uh, where Tybalt and Tamir are. And there's still a big tall guy? Yes, there's still a big tall How guy. How far away is the big tall guy? Big tall guy's within melee with you. Right, no! right nearby. Yeah. Okay, so there's a big tall guy within, like, close to me, and how close is Valen to me? Right next to you. Right next to me as well, and I've got mushrooms all around me. Yes. Okay, Uh, I'll turn to Valen, and I'll just say, just keep running, okay? And I'll throw out, within a 30-foot cube, I want to try and hit the big tall mushroom guy and the mushrooms around me. I'm going to, like, move my hands in sort of, like, a particular pattern, and I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. Okay. Does that hit everything within the space? Yes. Including allies? I'm going to spend one sorcery point to use careful spell to allow you to succeed on your saving throw. Um, So Valen is unaffected by hypnotic pattern. All right. I'm sure he would have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everything else has to make a wisdom saving throw. 
Okay. The DC is 15. Okay, so that's an 8 for one of the, the bubbly fungus. That's a, that's a 3 for the other bubbly fungus. And that's a... 16. God damn the, it! The mushroom tree. <laughs> no! <laughs> you tried to, that's what I wanted! <laughs> you tried to put mushrooms on the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so... The big guy is unaffected, but the other bubbly mushrooms are charmed and incapacitated. They can't move or do anything. Okay. They fall still and just kind of bubble I off on either they, side of you. I imagine they stop screaming as well. Do um, they stop screaming or no? Oh, yeah. The ones, yes, the ones around you do. There's yeah. like one farther down the path that's still going. <laughs> yeah. But, but most of it's quieted down a lot now. Okay. As they're all just well, kind of Well, I've out. stopped this one section. Uh, and I'm going to like... Oh, jeez. Does it do any damage or does it just, it's just sedation? It just sedates. Cool. Yep. Just want to make sure. It just stops everything. It, in, it charms, incapacitates, and everything has a speed of zero. Okay. And for my next trick... <laughs> You'll run. I'm gonna run! All right, <laughs> you take off down the path. The mushroom tree has already reacted, so it's not going to attack you, and the others are just kind of chill, doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, so you were able to run uh, unencumbered down the, Sweet. the way after your companions. Awesome. In that case, Valon, it's your turn. You've got calm mushrooms around you, though. <laughs> and yes. one very scary one. Yeah. Uh, Valon's going to run as well. Okay. Yeah. You take off in that direction, leaving behind the, the mushroom tree and its, its folk. You could get further than us. <laughs> In uh, okay. you dash. Yeah, I mean, you can use your action to dash if you want to pass everybody. <laughs> I will... bonus action. You honestly, <laughs> you could just go. I will dash dust. and uh, and bonus action as well. Okay, so you're you're way out in front. Yes. Um, and alone. As... <laughs> alone. Yes. Yeah, as Valen sort of <laughs> takes off in that direction, you do hear um, a series of the, the shrieking mushrooms just, like, echo along the path as, <laughs> as you keep going, making a lot of noise. Um, I'm just imagining him going, like, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> <laughs> <booking> it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is now the mushroom tree's uh, turn, and it can't move super far how far so what's all of your movement i think everybody's 30 it's everybody's 30. 30. Nobody can get to i you. went 30 feet. um yeah. so it begins sort of crawling its way down this path pushing all the stones off to the side as its little like leg-like protrusions dig into the the silt and pull it forward and pull it forward and pull it forward and it is able to cover a lot of distance that way and it's going to come up on you, Farlina, since you were the, the last one running towards everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make two attacks towards you. Mm -hmm. um, the first attack is a 18. Oh, it hits. Okay. And just, I'm going to go ahead and do the second attack is also an 18. So. And those are, oof. Uh, don't, the, don't like that. The first uh -huh. one is 20 oh. uh, damage. And the second one is uh, only 15. Um, for the for the second one, mm -hmm. once I take the hit, my eyes are gonna flare up real big, and I'm gonna cast Hellish Rebuke at second level. Okay. It. Hella Rebuke. Hella Rebuke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 19 points of fire damage. All right. You sort of whip around as both of the hits 
spatter into your body. Your eyes glow bright. And I believe your Hellish Rebuke is fire, like, it's fire damage? damage? It's okay. fire damage, yeah. Um, you um, sort of yell back at this being as flames lick up its side and eat all along its stalk. It seems to, like, it hisses and pops, and you can see, like, almost air bubbles boiling with underneath the, the surface of the stalk. As that's happening, you can see some of the, like, thread that makes up the cozy around it begin to sort of singe and, and burn a little bit. You, it's not like falling away, it's buried under the, the skin of this thing, but you can see damage eating into that, that cozy pretty, pretty seriously along one side. And as that uh, damage hits, Tybalt, you hear the echoing response of your question, and its answer is, please. Tybalt, you're up. That's, Sorry, guys. That's I, too hard. I was afraid. <laughs> no, that's uh, very reasonable. Um, yeah, Tybalt, Tybalt looks... He's, he's real sad about it, and he is going to, uh, his, his, the spores he carries with him are going to respond and activate his wild shape. Okay. And, uh, so then, because the thing is within ten feet of me, I'm going to cast my, um, aura of spores and do, um, and it needs to do a constitution save. Okay. That it can do. Is that your wild shape? The aura of spores? Or the, the, um, symbiotic entity. Whoa. Um, so I, I then also get 24, um... Temporary oh, that's HP. One. Uh, so, so that's a five. <laughs> Alright, it's gonna take 2d6 necrotic damage, five, and two. So seven necrotic damage. And um, that is it for Tybalt's turn. Okay. And I get 24 temp HP, so. Are you wild shaping? Yep. As what? Into what? Uh, no, it's my, it's my, um, that's what it, that's what it is, is it activates the spores. So I get extra XP, I do extra, po- extra poison damage on the Okay, but you're still, you look like a person. Uh, I, I mean, as, as described, it's, yeah, weird, like, fruiting bodies start appearing on me randomly. There's, like, little mushrooms growing out of my hair. Um, and, like, it's the, the air around me just feels denser with spores. Okay. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's super gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brandy um, boy. Tamir, you're on it. Uh, just ran. I thought we were running, but <laughs> no, I'm not so sure. Do we want to run? Right, yeah. Tibble, Tibble, he's locked in. He's he's you turn, you've turned down. around. You've, you're holding yeah. it around. Shit. Okay. Well, I can't kill it and keep you guys alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, mushroom boy. Well, we'll see what happens. I will first cast command and command the mushroom boy to be gone. Flee. Okay. Wisdom what is save. save. Wisdom save. Wisdom save. That is a fourteen. Fail. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's either right now or it's on his turn. Okay. But I think fear is immediate and yeah, it's might be. It's yeah, it's his turn. He'll spend he it. He spends his away. movement and action to move away. And I'm still in melee. Mm-hmm. Tybalt, we need to leave him. I. I will. I'll run. I'll trigger the opportunity. Okay. You begin, you sort of turn your back on the the creature and begin sprinting down the path and you hear a creaking noise behind you um, and you sort of glance over your shoulder. You see the the creature in a really stuttering, odd movement raise its hand and you hear sort of a ripping noise near where the, I guess the cozy, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, had begun to burn and singe after Farlina's attack. It raises its hand, and its hand freezes in midair, and it doesn't take its reaction. You're able to, to keep on running. Or it spins its reaction, not reacting, <laughs> I guess is the, the better way to, to put it. And you sprint down the, the way. 
Its hand is just held aloft <laughs> and frozen. It is now the bubbling fungus back the way you came, which is just kind of singing and chilling and doing its thing. It's a mellow mushroom. He has a very mellow mushroom. It's going to do, it's going to just have a fun time. Let's leave that. <laughs> you guys want to get a pizza? It's a good little mellow mushroom. Yeah. Should we, should we get a mushroom oh, pizza? I really want a pizza oh, God, now. that sounds so good, actually. Oh. Uh, mellow mushroom sounds great right now. <laughs> Perlina, you're up. Um, and looming above you is this massive mushroom tree power. with its extended arm casting a shadow over your your... Head. Am I still? Am I like in melee with it? You are in melee with it. Who's close by to me? Tibble. So yeah, everyone is sort of away from Tibble me. Tibble is right? still here. Yeah, I'm still. Remember, I'm also like covered in mushrooms right now, and real gross. Oh yeah. Basically, I, know. I think you've been taken over. You've been brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> Given the enemy, that is a very <laughs> you have, logical assessment. You have seen me like this once before, but mm-hmm. yeah, we weren't friends then either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea that there's any sort of conversation or thing going on with him, so. I'm just going to whip my hands up and make, like, the Wu-Tang Clan, like, (laughs) (laughs) motion and cast burning hands. (laughs) And cast burning blunts? Like, what are you talking about? Um, Okay, burning hands is a contact spell, right? No, it's a a 15-foot cone, so Ah. I just shoot a cone of fire out from my hands. So it has to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> I'm sure it's very dexterous. <laughs> well, let's see how this goes. That is a zero. <laughs> wow, you're really nothing to fuck with, right? So- <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take uh, 3d6 plus 4 fire damage. Okay. Uh, it's only 10. 10 points of fire damage. And after I do that, I'm going to... Whip around and start running. Okay. Yeah. Um, you extend your hands and a, a shocking amount of heat pours off your body towards this creature, almost like charring like a mushroom over a campfire does, or a marshmallow over a campfire does. That's pretty good. Um, as it's sort of burning and almost caramelizing the outside <laughs> of this uh, creature. The beginning of singeing that you started the previous attack on the woven elements through its body picks up. Things that had already uh, died down to an ember reignite and start burning along the the sides of this creature. And you hear a snap as suddenly its arm falls and is limp at its side. And you take off down the the pathway. Yeah. And I'll move like, I'll move my 30 feet. Yeah. Valen, you're up and you're very far away. (laughs) Yeah, you're 30 feet further than me already. I don't have any range weapons. I can't provide fire, like cover fire here. Well, you so. also, you wouldn't know, like, things to keep in mind, none of you have heard uh, Tybalt's conversation with exactly. the, the mushroom. Mm-hmm. So, like, you wouldn't know anything other than everybody said run. Uh, that's a good point. Okay, I'm going to keep going. But I would notice that my friends aren't there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to... S- Sneak. <laughs> Everybody was giving him, like, physical <laughs> yeah. There were tiptoes motioned Let's off, not get more of these big boys. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So are you going 30 feet stealthily? Yes. Yes. That's okay. what I will do. So you... I'm going to just say you can do that. Like, if you spend your action, instead of going double distance, you can go the distance, but quieter Mm. um so sure you're able to make it 30 feet down and the the shrieking mushrooms don't spring to life on either side of you nice nice cool 
It is now the Mushroom Tree's turn, and uh, it's still right up next to Tybalt, and it is actually going to use its turn... To flee. Oh yeah, it is Mushroom <laughs> yeah. turn. So the Mushroom begins to try to move backwards. Uh, you can see its body sort of pressing, like almost like trying to flee in the opposite direction, its legs clawing at the, the earth, but something seems to be rooting it in place. And you can see the woven cozy around its middle, almost digging into the side that's trying to escape, cutting it up and shredding the, the mushroom underneath. It actually is gonna do some damage to itself. I'm gonna say that's... 3d6. Who's gonna do 1d6? <laughs> <laughs> there was a long pause, I thought I'd take a shot. I appreciate the shot, and it was a six, so it does do six damage to itself as it tries to move away. It can't attack because it, it was commanded to use all of its movement and everything in, that it could to run. So it's just sort of frozen in place, hurting itself. And due to that, some of the places where the, the, the woven elements that are tied around this uh, creature were embedded in the skin have now been ripped to the surface and you're able to see a whole side of it, uh, including the, the woven eyes. And actually it looks like a whole woven face as the bottom half of this cozy is emerging from the flesh of the mushroom. Uh, that's its turn. Tibble, you're up. And you're watching this mushroom trying to scuttle away and being unable to do yeah. so. So no movement, so I'm still all, well, it hypothetically could do an attack of opportunity. Hypothetically. It hypothetically could, what okay. it it wasn't able to do that turn is yeah move away yeah move away yeah so or, I'm still within melee and its its arm is dropped yeah so you don't know you have no yeah. idea hypothetically what's yeah. it I guess yeah it says described it's kind of falling apart the cozy is coming through mm -hmm. so the cozy is like visible it is now pretty much fully visible on the side facing you as the mushroom has tried to to move in the opposite direction hey uh I'm so sorry. What's a cozy? <laughs> cozy? Like, like a beer cozy. That's what it looks like? Yeah. Okay. Like a, like a shell. And okay. It's inside. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that's what we were talking about here. <laughs> yeah, beer cozy. Cool. Thank you. We can continue. I just wanted to like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kept... You, you have angered the cozy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to make sure I'm picturing the right thing, which... Yeah. It's like, if you've ever been to brunch places and they put up one of those little like, look, it's a cute bacon smile on the tree and like it's like a little woven elements yeah yeah i don't yeah. think i've ever seen a bacon smile i've seen like four or five places smile on a tree yeah that have like put up little like woven things wrapped around the tree yeah. that are like it's like a sweater eggs oh, and a bacon smile like okay, a little sweater so. for the, the tree, the tree? I, I, get I don't know what's going what on kind here. of brunch, what kind of what kind of like druidic brunch places are you going to <laughs> I've seen this a couple of times. <laughs> the better question is, which brunch places aren't you going yeah, to? Yeah, fair enough. I'm that normal. missing out. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Waffle oh, sort of perfect. Place. Yeah. It's got a little sweater. It's wrapped in the oh. thing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, well, speaking of the cute little sweater, Tybalt is going to try and hit that little sweater with his shillelagh. So, given that the koozie's visible, and Tybalt is very, not very happy about the existence of the koozie, kind of goes against his personal moral code. Um, yeah, he's going to try and attack it, specifically. Okay, absolutely. Uh, let's see, that is a 13 plus... That's a 19. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so that's 1d8 bludgeoning damage. That's only... God, 4 bludgeoning damage, that's awful. But, because I have my um, symbiotic entity up, I do an extra 1d6 damage, poison damage. So, got that at least. Oh, jeez, 2. Oh, 
No. Six damage. Six damage. Six damage to the koozie, and then also then going to do my aura of spores, focusing on the koozie. So trying just to eat away at whatever spells are there. Okay. So constitution saving throw. I don't know. I mean, it probably would be on the um, the monster itself, but the, the poor little mushroom. No, that, that unfortunately that doesn't hit because I think it needs to land on the monster in order to eat into the koozie. Okay. So, uh, and that's a that's a twenty something. That being said, you do swing your your yeah. staff uh, at the still smoldering threads that are mm-hmm. in, like wrapped around this thing, and you can see that you're able to just rip through the the smoldering shreds. Mm-hmm. Everything that that has already been burnt is torn away and and cut to pieces, and parts of the the face seem to like fold down mm-hmm. and flap in front of it. You guys have actually done quite a bit of damage to this wrapping, uh, and you can see the movements of the mushroom tree are no longer coordinated in any real way. It just, it seems to be like kind of shuddering in place as like pieces of it move and then fall and then move and then fall. So yes, you you did damage. Okay. And yeah, while Tybalt's doing this, he's, you know, trying to comfort it saying, uh, sorry if we can't save you, but even non-existence has to be better than this while he's like hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. All right, Tamir, it's your turn. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. And Tybalt's still back in melee. Mm-hmm. But it, it's looking physically different. Yeah, it, it, it does not it is seem reacting. to be animated in the same way that Because I, I was afraid of it for a little while there. Um, but maybe we'll cast a Guiding Bolt at level 2. Maybe see if that will finish things <laughs> for the... In one way or the other. Okay. <laughs> Just generally towards the, the mushroom tree? Yeah. Okay. 25 to hit. That hits, absolutely. Uh, it's 19 radiant damage. Woo! That's very nice. And advantage on the next attack. Um, all right, you turn around and launch a guiding bolt back towards uh, this mushroom tree. It blasts into the, the underside of the cap and just kind of blows a hole in, the, in that portion of it. Chunks of mushroom kind of fall to the ground from this, this giant creature. Yeah, does a lot of damage. Uh, I'm still moving. Okay. I, I'm not running anymore, but I'll, I'll take my movement to get further away. Okay, and you continue making your way down the path away from this creature. I'll probably catch up with Valen, or maybe not quite. I don't know how many turns we've had <laughs> between us, but um, the two of us are pulling away from everybody else. I yeah, guess. absolutely. I think you would be able to catch up to him. No, he was already 30 feet ahead, and you're not sprinting, so you're you're still 30 feet behind him. Okay. Farlina, you're up. Okay. I'm going to spin around, after I've run my movement, I'm going to spin around. Wait, after your movement? So you're going to move first? Oh, no, 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 I'm not. I, okay. I from last, last round. Gotcha. Yeah. Just want to make I'm going to stop and spin around, and I see that it's, like, lit up. So I'm going to uh, summon a produce flame and hurl that at it with a ranged attack. Okay, make an attack roll. A 16. 16 hits. Yes. Oof. Okay. <laughs> It's okay, it hit. That's all that matters. Okay. Uh, Nine fire damage. Fire sort of shoots out of your hands and burns up once again the the side of this mushroom. There's a very distinct, like, grilled mushroom smell in the (laughs) the air around this that's slightly perceivable over the abundance of spores and general just kind of smell of decay in this this area it hits it does damage and 
I guess, were you, were you aiming for the same places that you've hit before Mm -hmm. or, okay. And with that hit of fire, um, sort of arcing down, uh, the, the side of this creature, one part of the koozie snaps. It's burned all the way through down one side and its face completely falls forward and the creature goes still. Whew. I'm gonna keep running. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna keep running away. Turn around it. and keep running. Yep. All right, Valen. Would I have been able? Would I be hearing the commotion, or would I? You're kind of far ahead, but I mean, you're seeing blasts of light piercing the unnatural darkness behind you. Hmm. And I, am I close to the like the other side almost, or what do I see ahead of me? It's still it's still forest and and growth. Okay. Because um, this is like a like a fifteen minute walk through this. Okay. So I mean, you're you're running through it. You're mm-hmm. going very fast, but like, you're you're still very much in the thick of things. Maybe I'll slow down, and try and see if my friends are coming. Okay. Yeah. You wait. Yes. Fair enough. It is the mushroom tree's turn, and it does nothing. It is now Tibble's turn. We won. <laughs> Tibble will carefully approach and rest a hand on the trunk of the mushroom tree okay the mushroom tree does still seem to be alive Mm -hmm. it is very very damaged but it's also not moving currently it's like it's it's not looking great Um, Yeah, yeah but most of all the sort of the woven elements that are in it seem to have lost their hold Mm -hmm. on this creature tibble will try waving at the rest of the group and then sort of just gauge what their response is okay you do that uh in front of you um sort of shrouded in darkness and it's, it's like a come here come here movement yeah you all see tybalt completely engulfed in mushrooms turning back towards uh, all of you and gesturing to return towards <laughs> I'll that. i'm looking forward that's fair enough yeah. in fact valen might be the only one that does see because you turned around to wait right? i might not have stopped to turn around yeah. yet because yeah, 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 you're, you're just guy. turning around blasting yeah. turning around um, cool. Well, after seeing that, and I mean, if, if the people he's with don't care about him, he's going actually going to cast um, Healing Spirit okay. around him in the mushroom. So, I guess what I guess it's energy comes up out of the ground and out of the spores, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. They really need it. <laughs> I waved at them. I waved at them. Dude, I couldn't see you. I was facing the other way. Would I have seen his wave? I mean, I guess I yeah maybe. You can make a perception roll. I guess yeah. At we... disadvantage because you did say you were face to eye. I didn't see you. It and was I'm far three. away. Right? You are. You yeah, also can make a perception roll okay, at disadvantage. Because yeah. at least 90 I mean, feet. yeah, maybe I'd, I'd wait a couple of minutes. It would just be like, all right, cool. Oh, uh, eighteen. Okay. Yeah. You uh, kind of look back and you see both Tamir and Farlina running at you. As in the back, the creature stands unmoving, and Tybalt is just kind of like half-heartedly waving in your direction. Well, I would say it's like a, it's like a come here. It's like a. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll Both start ones, making yeah. my way towards him. Okay. But, like, cautiously. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, so you begin like, sort of walking back that direction Like, I want to no, trust like, him, but, like, there's mushrooms around him and we just got attacked <laughs> by them, so I'm probably... It's a good call. I, I, well, you I, catch I up with know. me. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, we gotta keep going. Well, he's waving us back, like... He was. Uh, <laughs> where, where are you He's stopping? brainwashed. Look at him. He's brainwashed. He might. What? Dibbled, what? Uh, and I'm yelling are back to yelling? him. Yeah, I turn <laughs> the back. shriekers yeah. all go off. Uh, <laughs> just uh, uh, 
All right. I'll start you walking back towards him. Right, let's go. Yeah. Okay, our, our Valen and... They Dan. have a death wish. Okay. Valen and Tamir begin, continue walking while uh, Farlina begins to walk back towards Tibble. I'll sort of like jog a little bit back. All right. Because I, I see the things not moving anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I assume you, you're standing like 30 feet out. like. Yeah, I was 30 feet away. Yeah. All right. It's it's fine. It's fine. The the, the, the thing controlling it's, de- it's gone. And I pull out this wool. I'm like, did it, did the stuff look like this at all? I mean, it was thread, yeah. <sighs> and I put the spool back, and I'm like, there could be another one in here that we could. Well, come come, off come of here, it. come here, and I can help us. And okay, and I'll come over. Yeah, and so <sighs> I'll sit and with one hand on the mushroom, one hand on the ground, cast yeah, healing spirit. Which what does that actually look like? Um, a nature spirit. So. A mushroom, <laughs> a, a glowing mushroom. Actually, you have no, no, one I, trick. No, I love it. Or it's the it's like a slime mold that covers all of our wounds. <laughs> so it's like a glowing slime that like comes up and, and covers the big old mushrooms' wounds and covers my wounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, druids are so weird. Uh, nobody's gonna oh. want to be healed by you ever. <laughs> That's how I save my spells. All right, so the way that that spell works is um, it lasts for one minute, and then each turn you end there, you get 1d6 hit points back. So 6d10? There's there's a lot of chatter about this spell. Yeah, it's extremely (laughs) broken. It's had a revision. Oh, okay. So what's the deal? How, like, I have to sit in it in order to be healed? Yep, it's once per turn we get a certain amount, but yeah, there's a lot of revision, so. I think the, the... Last thing I saw was that a creature can benefit from it once. Oh, that's oh, that's awful. Because otherwise, you group everybody up and they all yeah. get. What level is it? Everybody in the space gets sixty-six healing for a yeah. second-level spell. Mm. <laughs> yep, that was the cheese before. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that, that's easily exploitable. How about this? Let's say because you are literally in a mushroom grove in the heart of your power, your specific power, <laughs> let's just let the spell behave the way you have it written down for cool. right now. That's not how it's ever going to behave <laughs> yep. again. Um, but this is a very unique circumstance. Yeah, this is, this is a thank you for giving I me like this one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Thank six, you for this gift. 66 for everybody. Well, so for me. The plant, the mushroom tree, Farlina, and, and me. you. Yep. Yourself. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sorry. 66? Yep. Do I roll it or do you roll it? Uh, I think it's everybody Everybody rolls it. So it's... Let's just roll it once. And okay, I got 22. I got 22. Okay. Okay. You get 22. Yep. Thank you, sir. All right. And sort of... Actually, it's 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes for my mushroom, so I'm still covered in little fruiting bodies. <laughs> I have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Well, I had a group heal, but... Only Valen needs healing now. <laughs> he was a coward and refused to come and hang out in slime mold. Um, in front of you, you see the mushroom tree, the large gashes in it, and also the, the burning all up its side and the hole in its cap. Don't necessarily begin to knit together. It's almost like just new mushroom sprouts mm-hmm. from that those locations. Um, and it, it begins to, to grow out as well as up from this healing influence. It remains still, but it definitely seems yeah. to have shaken off most of the damage. Uh, so I can only ask it questions about the past 24 hours. I guess, yeah, Tybalt's going to try and ask it questions. Okay. Yeah, so while all this is happening, Tybalt... Um... Is that Speak With Plants is still up? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's an hour, I think. How many questions do you get? Uh, it's just common. It just speaks common for the entire time. Oh, no, it's only 10 minutes, so... Okay, you've got time. That was one minute. Yeah, you've got time. Go for it. Yeah, so, um, and it is also limited to a 24-hour window, Mm -hmm. so, but, you know, this is just a conversation. Um, Tibble asks 
Do, do you know who did this to you? The words that sort of coalesce in your mind are guard, home, alert. <laughs> and I say to Farlane, well, are you, are you in the, are you in the... I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not there. <laughs> they, they kept guard, going. We'll alert. resolve that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do I hear him speaking to it? Or are you speaking yeah, to it? Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking in common. Are, are you talking to this tree here? Yeah, I asked it, uh, I asked it who did it to it, and it responded with guard, here, alert. Um, home. home, home, guard, home, home. guard, alert. home, alert, and after a pause, entertain. Also, entertain. That just made it way weirder. <laughs> it's mushrooms have their own unique way of speaking, and I feel like Tipple would would be more attu- would be attuned to how mushrooms think, but I I am not attuned to how mushrooms think. <laughs> <laughs> Try harder. Hey, uh, what I can describe is that entertain seems like a parroted word. Mm-hmm. And it, it was also the only word that was kind of in common in your yeah, mind. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, entertain like it had the purpose, like someone wanted to use it for... I mean, that tracks with our, our zoo theory. Hmm. Or like that amphitheater area where we were. Possibly. I don't know. This is so unusual. Yeah kind of normal day for me and he he rests a he rests a hand rest rest easy friend may your spores spread over the land and may you be plentiful and yeah <laughs> I, I assume this spell, spell eventually fades the the spell eventually fades also as you sort of rest your your hand around the area that's healing mm-hmm. it does seem to be trying to like reject the pieces of the the woven mm-hmm. fabric that still was embedded in it, its flesh kind of pull some of it off while i'm like because we're sitting close yeah. to it yeah, yeah. near it i'll like yeah. I'll sort of pull some... I'll see where it's, like, charred and kind mm. of pull away from there and see if I can pull more of it off. Uh, you're able to remove it. Make a dexterity check. Oh, okay. Uh, natural 20. Okay. 22. You're able to very carefully remove the the woven sheet from around this creature pretty much in one solid chunk uh, you sort of like pry it out from underneath the the mushroom flesh as you sort of very carefully unwrap it from the the whole body. And as you do so, you see that embedded deeper in the the flesh are lots of offshot threads that are running through its body, and uh, you sort of break those as you are removing this piece. You can see the remnants of some of those threads dangling from its now still arm that's sort of lying beside it. And you have a beautifully woven cloth. It's probably about two and a half feet tall and as long as the entire body of this mushroom tree, uh, which is pretty long. On the piece right beside the, the ch- you know, the charred edges, you see the face that had been staring at you. Two big eyes, a sort of, not quite a smile, just kind of like a neutral mouth and uh, sort of decorations on either side and bright colors all around it. And it's like one big piece, like a tapestry almost? It's one big piece, although you can see there's like fringe on one edge, and that's where the, the long threads that were running through the body of this creature sort of came from. So there's longer pieces dangling from the tops. Hmm. Another piece of this puzzle. And I'll like start... I'll see if I can, like, fold it up and wrap it up. Okay, yeah. before you do that, make a perception check. Oh, okay. Zero. <laughs> so you fold up one. the cloth and you put it away. 
Love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. Okay. Farlina and Tybalt, you stare up at the looming beast that dealt a lot of damage to your group as it stands still in the middle of this path where it's come to rest. It looks healthy with the the spell that you cast. Not back to 100% by any means, but it, it does seem like the, the damage that you dealt to it isn't going to have lasting impact to it. And with that done, with the, the cloth that had corrupted this creature folded away, you turn away from it and begin to make your way through the dense darkness uh, towards your companions as they continue to make their way through uh, this shaded grove. And with that, I think we're going to end this session there. Uh, next time, we'll see what you can learn from rejoining uh, all of your companions. Let's <laughs> see what happens yes. to us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to In Betweens, episode 10. In Betweens was written by Gina Smith, starring Gina Smith, Allison Mann, Gus Ireland, Evan Falco, and Victor Mann. The music was composed, orchestrated, and recorded by Jacob Ryan Smith. D&D Major was created by Gina Smith, Jacob Ryan Smith, and Allison Mann. If you're interested in supporting the creators and future productions, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Gaming. Or to see our Let's Plays and other projects, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Short One Gaming. 